It's Sunday, November 1st, and you're listening to episode 26? This is episode 26? You've got to be fucking kidding. <laughs> so, I actually, I have a story. Oh, and awesome. Yeah, it's not really a it's sort of a story, but uh, I know that we usually do the banter and then we segue into the normal uh, topic. Yeah. But uh, this is actually kind of based on the normal topic today. Oh, okay. Ooh, nice. Yeah. That's new. Today, Halloween's coming. So, you know, today we're going to be talking about hauntings, right? Hauntings mm-hmm. in your game and things that are haunted. Mm-hmm. And my friend and I used to ghost hunt. Ah, I've done that. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, I, I've never ghost hunted. I used to ghost bust though back in the day, and you know what? It really made me feel good. Yeah, <laughs> it made you feel good. <laughs> the song "Busted" makes me feel good, man. Ghostbusters theme song. There's like one other guy in the audience that's just losing it right now over that joke. <laughs> Like, oh my god, it's the perfect joke. I thought it was the perfect joke, and then it just it it landed like a Matt Click segue, just right in the middle of the room, and no one no one even noticed it. Oh man, when I was when I was in grammar school, a friend of mine and I, we used to make our own cemeteries in our backyard. And uh, <laughs> wait, hold on, hold on, wait, <laughs> hold. On. We used to murder a few dozen people I'm and then bury them sure, in the backyard. I'm pretty sure you're not allowed to say that on, on a live podcast, Alex. Yeah, I, I would, I, I would, I would never say that uh, on a live podcast. But. We created a situation oh, in which there were dead man. people buried in our backyard. But you used to put the headstones. Arguably, there. it be, could be called a pretend cemetery. Okay, but a it was pretend a, cemetery. Yeah, we we used, we used to make up this this really cool cemetery, and then. Um, my parents let me turn our cellar into sort of this, you know, this haunted house. Now, you know, we're, again, we're young kids, so it was a young kids haunted house, but it was pretty good. We set up a little laboratory and it had some, you know, some black lights and, and we had some, um, some threads kind of hanging down over the door when you first walk in. So when you walk in, you don't see them, but suddenly you feel all this kind of like, uh, you know, feels like cobwebs on your face kind of thing, you know, mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. uh. So we're down there, kind of preparing, and uh, the uh, the UPS d- uh, man showed up with a package, and you know he went to the front door, and no one was there. So he comes around the back, and the cell door's partially ajar, and he walks in, and, and all of a sudden he walks into the, these webs and starts like flipping out because because I don't know, I guess he had a some kind of fear of spiders or something. So he's like freaking out. He tosses the package and ends up falling into into the uh, the, the laboratory setup and, uh, <laughs> oh, and destroying it. <laughs> and, oh god! <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Uh, it, yeah, it was, it was fantastic. We couldn't we couldn't have asked for better. As, ki- as kids who were building a their own haunted house, you know, it's uh, you couldn't ask for that. Was the exact that. effect that you wanted to happen it, right. right there? Exactly. Oh, that's awesome. We uh, there's a place in Albuquerque uh, that's an abandoned insane asylum. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. like legit. And mm-hmm. uh, and my my buddy and I went there to to ghost bust ghost mm-hmm. hunt. Um, don't snort. Sorry, 
I'm not. I'm not finished with my I know. story. Go, just keep going. <laughs> but and I, by the I, way, I, when I, I say skepticism we, on on Matt's part, but no, go on. no, yeah. no, no, not at all. <laughs> when I when I say that we were ghost hunters, I mean that nobody thought that was legit except for us. Yeah, <laughs> like we were legit only to us. Um, and and we went to this this place, this asylum. And it's, it, you know, a lot of people, almost everybody my age in Albuquerque has a story about the time they went into the asylum and there's all these different <laughs> buildings and they're all overgrown and, and there's like pentagrams drawn in there and everyone's like, oh my God, we had this weird experience. I heard a dog barking. I'm like, oh, weird. That's the craziest story I've ever That's heard. crazy. <laughs> it's, it was a ghost dog. <laughs> about a mile away, I could hear him. Uh, but, but, but legitimately, people have... have uh, really creepy stories about that place. So we decided to go there, and there's a uh, kind of like a a drive. What do you call a driveway that's like a half a mile long? Uh, you know my, what I mean? House. Where you like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Where you pull in, you go down the road, and you end at the house. It's like right? it's like a private like a private road. Oh man, yeah. Yes, yeah. exactly. So it has that, but there's this. This gate, this iron, this metal gate at the outside, kind of like a the, the one you can swing open and then swing close and bolt lock shut, mm-hmm. uh, just to keep cars out. And there's this just the sign that says "keep out," and like every gangster and their dog has tagged this fucking sign. <laughs> and and uh, so we park there and we're like, all right, are we going in? Are we going in? Yeah. And we get out of the car and we drive up and we hear dogs going crazy. And not ghost dogs. These are real dogs. Mm-hmm. And this guy comes out, and I thought he had a shotgun. Oh, no. Seems to me, <laughs> m- my buddy says probably not, but because we would be dead. But uh, he comes out, and we run back to the car because he starts running at us. And we get in the vehicle, which is this <laughs> tiny Chevrolet Aveo. I don't know if you've ever seen one, but it's like half of an egg. Yeah. Hey, my first car was an AMC Pacer, so I, I can't point for you. Oh, nice. Hey, man, it wasn't my car. But we start, green. Pe- we start peeling out in this Aveo, which is really difficult to do. It takes the right amount of dirt uh, but, but and the right amount of fright. And we, mm-hmm. pull, we almost run this guy over, not kidding at all. And he punches the side of my friend's car. Oh, my God. And we drive off. And there's this, there's this big dent in the side of his car, and uh, and turns out that guy was a ghost. It was really interesting. (laughs) He was dead the whole time. (laughs) At least we assume. Yeah, dude. But we actually we actually went to another place to hunt afterwards. Mm -hmm. It's like this path up in the foothills, but uh, to hunt anyway. But uh, the entire time we were there, we were just freaking out, like as if this weird guy followed us. To, to beat us up or something, I don't oh, know. Man. But that was my story. A, no, a number of years ago, I uh, uh, the last the last census, in fact, I, I, I got a part time job working for the census. So you went mm-hmm. and, and and you take certain tests, and um, I I can't share too many details because they they literally swear you to not reveal anything about any place you've actually visited for seventy six years. It's very specific. Wow, and. Wow. I mean, they even went to the po- they even went to the point of telling us, if you witness a crime taking place while you're in the process of taking the census, you are not allowed to report it, or you will go to jail. That sounds like a mafia cover. I know. Yeah. So the like, census. So, I, 
Well, I talked to the guy just to be clear with my instructor, and I said, "Let me get this straight. If if I if I go in and I, I start the census, and one of the people I am, you know, uh, talking to, murders someone, I'm not allowed to say." It's like, well, you can say, but you you'll go to jail too. Mm. Uh, hmm. <laughs> well, there's a moral conundrum, but yeah, but uh, this. this uh, but I can say that there were a lot of really bizarre places because I was in the third wave of the census. The first wave, they send out, you know, uh, things in the mail, which most people send back. The second wave, they go to uh, collect, uh, you know, ones that may have gotten missed. And the third one is to go to places where they've heard nothing from. So we're going to these pla- these little these little cabins in the woods, literally, oh, that are... <laughs> You know, um, nope. You know, uh, <laughs> you give it an address and you go there, and, and, and it's just this burned-out structure that that looks like, um, you know, uh, something horrible happened there. But uh, it wasn't actually a place I went to. But there's, I was going down this this little tiny dirt road through the woods, okay. And and the uh, the map swore to me that there was a house out here somewhere. So I'm, I'm going down through this, this little curvy path through, and I come out into this big open field, which is the top of a hill. And I'm climbing the hill, and I get to the top, and there's this massive wooden cross just, just standing in the middle of this field with oh, nothing around it. No. <laughs> anywhere. <laughs> oh, God. And I just, I just pull over the car, and I stop, and I get out, and I'm looking at this thing, and it's like... And I'm, and I'm watching the, the road kind of go back down into, the wo- into this dark woods, and like... This is a warning. I'm not going any further than this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm pre- telling you, dude, mafia cover. Yeah, I'm man. pretty much done at this point. I am not, you know, going past the big creepy cross in the field. Yeah. Um, hey, that that to me, they, to me, that's a warning. <laughs> yeah. As a as as a you know experienced D and D player, I would know <laughs> that that is a, a dangerous sign. So yeah. I'm not going to do that. If my if my D and D character would say nope and turn around and walk <laughs> That's away, right. you can't expect <laughs> me to. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Make a pres- All right, kid. For your for your first census task, you're gonna have to go see Fat Rico up at the cross <laughs> on the hill. All right, give him a give, I want you to give him this bullet right in his liver. Somewhere in the back of my head, you can hear, uh, you know, the great GM in the sky saying, "Make a perception roll." <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> no, no, I'm going away now. I don't want to screw it. <laughs> oh man, I think everyone huh. has really cool ghost stories or, you know, spooky places that were near their houses. I mean, yeah. I don't think it's any place anyone that doesn't have something. Yeah, for sure. I. I have a legit story I'm not going to tell right now, but I have a legitimate, I mean it, legitimate alien abduction story. You laugh all you want. I'm not, I'm not lying. I'm not, I ain't, I ain't dicking, Matt. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Blow your nose. You sound a little congested. Uh Of the three of us, he is the closest to like, you know, Roswell. and That's true. Yeah, that's He he is kind of in that, in that vicinity, so. (laughs) I suppose that's true. Whatever you make fun, and I'm I'm, close, welcome I'm everybody. closest to Bigfoot too. So welcome everybody to Roll Up and Die, your definitive RPG podcast. My name is Barker, and my name is Matt from A Fistful of Dice, and my name is Alex, aka Bigfoot. <laughs> I knew it! <laughs> <laughs> Damn! You can shave your face all you want, Bigfoot. I know it's you. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen the footage. <laughs>
That's why there's uh, yetis in your games, man. <laughs> That's right. Oh, God. <laughs> it's all about the yeti. It's all about oh, the yeti, dude. Oh, my goodness gracious. <sighs> the yeti and a Sasquatch are not the same thing. Mm-hmm. Well, that's okay. true, I suppose. And All right, I'm leaving. I'm leaving. Roll up and die. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> I've had enough of your shit, click. Uh, no, you haven't. Wow. Not yet. Not quite. No, not yet. And, and today we are talking about hauntings, like mm-hmm. stuff that's haunted in your RPG. <clears throat> and uh, you know, like I said earlier, it's close to Halloween, and we're it, you know talking about creepy, spooky stuff because that's fun, and um, how to incorporate that in RPGs without making it bland and boring and i think we should kick it off by making a bland and boring haunting <laughs> i think that's a good idea okay i gotta <clears throat> reach behind i i don't have any more bottles but i have like a shitload of aluminum cans <laughs> so <laughs> all right i got a d12 i'm gonna be one right. through four alex you're the middle numbers all right. all right that's a three so i'm gonna say that uh wherever this haunting is taking place the the characters here a <laughs> just your standard, your standard haunting. Yeah, your stance. Your this is a grade A class, class seven haunting. <laughs> All right, next up is Alex. All right, uh, I'm going to say that this is a uh, a dilapidated house right at the edge of town, and it is uh, uh, it is rumored to be a place where. Um, where the owner uh, lured children in um, to do uh, unspeakable things to them and then ultimately killed himself. Oh, a death happened there? Yeah. No. Classic. <laughs> All right, Matt. <laughs> uh, I think when the when the adventurers get there and walk into the first room, there's, of course, on scrawled on the wall, <laughs> leave, you know, like the ghost doesn't want them to be there. Get out. Get out. They never yeah, say, exactly. They never say, come on in. Yeah, come on in. I just, I love the right. idea that like that you walk in and it's like, get right out. And they're like, they're like, all right. And they just turn around and leave. And like, well, nothing, <laughs> oh, nothing came of that. No. As a GM, you're like, no, wait, guys, no, no, I just no, put no, that no. there to scare you. I put like, that there to scare go, you. Go back in. Okay. <laughs> Grab a seltzer water. Scrawled in blood. <laughs> Kick your feet up. And it, like that, an armchair like scoots towards them. <laughs> See, I Dude, we, that's I, a. I think we're gonna go the Scooby Doo route, where they uh, the adventurers find out that it's actually uh, a local merchant who's trying to trying to scare people away by dressing up as a ghost. <laughs> yeah, and, <laughs> yeah, and actually, I wouldn't have gone away with the two of one for these. And before they adventurers. before they get there, they meet like an old hit guy who's like, "You don't want to go up to that there house. <laughs> Horrible things happen up there. Sometimes oh, dead is better." <laughs> I, I think we accidentally came across an idea that you can steal at the beginning of the episode. Have a haunting and have the ghost be just super friendly. Like it's passing out drinks. It's rolling out the armchair. Dude, yeah. Be- it just wants companions. That's right. And may- you know, maybe it may be too much. Maybe it wants companions. Forever. 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 Will we be friends I'm- forever? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's it then, I guess. Okay, all right. Well, that was the end of it. That's what we usually do last. So, <laughs> so well, so you see, you know, it's easy to come up with a, a boring haunting. Yeah. Obviously, it, because we're we're so accustomed to the basic stuff mm. as per usual. So, like Alex, what would you do to spice it up? Uh, the one we just made. Any no, just a haunting in general. Oh, okay. Um, well, y- y- 
especially with a haunting, because by definition, it's all about the backstory. So you want uh, the reason that a place is haunted is because something really, really bad happened there. And so you want to kind of reach back and and, um, you have to kind of really create this backstory that explains why this place is haunted. Um, You know, what uh, what caused it? And it's even better if it's something tragic, you know, um, you know, it's. yeah, it's cool if you have the serial killer who who did horrible things and it's haunting it. Uh, that can be interesting. But it's even more so if you have it where, uh, you know, someone loved their their wife so much that when she was killed by uh, this group of people, um, he now is is sort of seeking revenge to, uh, you know, avenge her death, that, that sort of thing. Hmm. I like that, Matt. Uh, I think that was good. <laughs> I think uh, just taking taking those tropes, and I always say, you know, you want to take something old and just, you know, make it new. So taking something like uh, the writing on the wall, the, you know, get out, mm-hmm. leave, that sort of thing, and have it say something different. Have it say something that maybe gives clues as to why the ghost is there or what yeah. happened there, or it could even be like... You know, maybe the ghost to-do list for that day, like float around, scare the local kids, like you know, just you know, something like that. Like take take a, a trope mm-hmm. like that that everyone expects and everyone is familiar with, and just do something kind of clever and different with it. I think uh, another thing, you know, on that on those lines, Matt, you know, take a trope and work it in a different way. Mm-hmm. You know, this this could be another around the town that we do in the future, a cemetery, mm-hmm. yeah, right, or a right. graveyard, and you know, just make it. Spice it up. Make it different from your outdoor cemetery or from your underground mausoleum. You know, what if um, everybody is buried in the old tavern? Right. And every, and that's why, you know, at in the evening when everyone goes to drink, you know, they always buy a shot for, for those that aren't there anymore because they're there, but they're not alive. Right. They're underneath the, the ground or the floorboards or buried in the wall or some shit. You know, something... Uh, something very interesting that is accepted in this society, but uh, super weird. And then if a haunting happens there, it's like, well, of course there's a haunting here. This is a freaking graveyard tavern. <laughs> but, uh, you know, that that might be a way to spice something up like that. Yeah. It also kind of depends on the genre. For example, if it's a more uh, modern setting, then that kind of haunt is going to be more, you know, more like we we see in in, in things like uh, uh, you know Poltergeist or um, oh, what's that other recent more recent movie uh, I forget what it is it's about ghost hunters who uh, encounter some really serious supernatural uh, uh, the Conjuring no oh, okay. but the point is that that in 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 a in a modern setting it's going to be very different than say in a magical fantasy setting right. where you can mm-hmm. actually have undead or you know some you know uh, uh something that can physically interact with you or try to kill you mm. uh the you have something more psychological in the case of something like you know uh poltergeist where uh you have these these spirits that are disturbed because of what was done to their burial ground and so now they're um they they're trying to torment those who were there and mm. 
even in a science fiction setting, like one of my favorite um, uh, science fiction uh, kind of horror genre ones was uh, Event Horizon. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that was definitely a haunted ghost ship, if, yeah. if there ever was yes. one. Um, and That was one of those movies where it's like, wait, what? What's happening? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, you don't really oh, know that, until that you was, know. That was really disturbing. But it was, it was a great example of a haunted spaceship, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, again, the ship is another kind of example you can have. You can have the ghost yeah. ship. Uh, I which, love haunted which, spaceships and ships. Yeah, which is, which is also fairly classic. You can have the ghost ship, and and again, that can be in any setting as well. You can have a, a in, a, in a modern setting. Um, you can have it in uh, a fantasy or old or you know medieval old fashioned setting, or you can have it in a sci fi setting. Right. So mm-hmm. it can really be brought through all these, and maybe the you know the causes can be slightly different. Like in in Event Horizon, it was this this new this new. Uh, uh, this new sort of hyperdrive that they invented that didn't work quite work the way they had intended. And so it created this, this uh, situation. So, um, although the causes may be different, the ultimate results are the same. You want the, the players to feel that kind of tension, that kind of terror, that kind of, um, you know, they don't know what's going to come around the next corner. Yeah. I'm a big fan too, of putting supernatural things like ghosts, uh, in environments that you wouldn't necessarily think of, mm. I, like I don't know if you guys have ever seen the movie Below, um, but it's a it's a ghost hmm. on a submarine movie, uh, oh, neat. and it it's basically a uh, it's a U.S. submarine uh, patrolling in, uh, during World War II, and mm. there's a, there's ended up being a ghost on the submarine, and it's a terrifying movie because combined with the fact that they're in a sub. Which is very claustrophobic. Which they're is, under the it's water. Scary already. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's already like a kind of a scary situation, and they're like, you know, they're being hunted by you know a, a German U-boat and stuff. But then it's like, oh, also like the dead captain is haunting it. It's just like, oh yeah. my god, you know, like that. That just ups the ante so much. So it's mm-hmm. like, think about you know an interesting environment or an interesting location where a ghost might be that you wouldn't necessarily think of. Like you know, yeah. don't always go mm-hmm. with the haunted house. You know, maybe. You know, mm-hmm. the haunted, like, like Barker was saying, Bank. the haunted tavern, the haunted butcher shop, you know, something like that. Yeah. Yep. Oh, it's, uh, a, it's a, paranormal activity. That was the one I was trying to think Oh, about. paranormal oh, activity. Yeah. Gotcha. For sure. Gotcha. Yeah. For sure. I, they're, they're coming out with a new one, and I, they're advertising the hell out of it, and that usually makes me think it's going to suck. Aren't there, like, <laughs> And it doesn't look the now? same as the other ones. I don't know, but I, you know what? I really enjoyed the first few. I liked the first one, and I never saw any others. They're, they're, that's fine. You, you you saw the first one, so you saw all of them. Okay, like, yeah. But, <laughs> that's what I figured. Nothing happens until the last ten minutes, and mm-hmm. then it just goes freaking crazy like that. But uh, the um, you know, take a drive down your street, okay, uh, or down any main drag in the city, and just look at all the different types of places. And I want you to imagine them without people for twenty years, mm-hmm. and that's your haunted place. Yeah. So like, if you're, and it's so easy if you're doing like a. A, like a modern setting or a future setting where you run down, you, you run across an old rundown Taco Bell or something, right? And, you know, you have to go in there and fight your zombies or whatever. But, like, look at stuff, you know, think about the different locations that human beings interact with on a day-to-day basis. Mm-hmm. People have died almost everywhere on yeah. this earth. Like, th- so, you know, think about, like I said earlier, a bank uh, that's haunted by... 
uh, you know, an old bank robber that tried to rob it and got shot by the police. You know, uh, think about an old restaurant uh, that's just completely run down. A ghost town is really basic, right? Mm-hmm. But just picture, think about any sort of environment, kind of like Matt was saying, and then just remove people from it for 20 years, and then boom, that's automatically a creepy place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have a, a a thing in my in my world where. Uh, there's a there's a particular type of tree called the wraithwood that grows where there has been, you know, a, ma- a major trauma event like a murder, you know, or a, a, a particularly brutal uh, conflict, that sort of thing. And mm-hmm. there's one place called the hanging tree, and it's this this huge oh, nice. wraithwood, and they continue to hang people there. But under underneath its branches, uh, the dead still, you know, the, the ghosts of the dead who were hung there still live. They can't they can't leave it. And so, oh, you know, something like that, like a haunted wood or a grove or even a circle of stones where the, you know, there are dead who are buried within it, who are kind of trapped within it as well. Look at reality. Like, look mm-hmm. at real stories. I live in New Mexico and there's a place here called Ghost Ranch. And it's called that for a reason mm-hmm. because there were there was a couple, uh, uh, two brothers there that, you know, kind of in this box <laughs> canyon area. And basically they used to keep livestock there. Mm-hmm. And, you know... This was back in the Wild West days, so people would be traveling. It'd be raining. They'd stop and ask to stay, and these brother brothers would say, "Yeah, come, put your livestock in. You know, you can, you know, hang out in our house." And they would murder the people and keep their livestock mm-hmm. and sell it off, uh, which is just a very. I mean, you can kind of get inside the psychology of these guys as they're doing this. And then, <clears throat> over time, after you know doing this for so long, they invented this story of ghosts. They would hang uh, dummies around on trees, you mm-hmm. know, to make it seem like this place was haunted to keep people out. Mm-hmm. And when people got kind of wind of what was going on, they sent a posse after him and they uh, one of the brothers killed the other brother and they hung the, the second brother up from this tree that's still there. I've stood under this tree and it's just I, I swear a tree is a tree and then you hang someone from it and it becomes yeah. 10 times creepier just knowing that it, someone died on that tree. Yeah. Uh, well, and especially <laughs> so, because. Yeah. When when hanging was was popular, uh, for lack of a better word, yeah. uh, they they <laughs> often found a tree that they would use the hanging tree, and and it was it was it was fairly commonplace. There are so there are songs that refer to hanging trees specifically. So mm-hmm. yeah, there's yeah. A, that's actually a monster in the Deadlands setting. It's called a oh, hanging. It? Tr- it's called a hanging oh, tree, and it's an undead creature that can basically just spawn endless zombies. Uh, just oh, dr- cool. it just drops zombies from the branches, so you see it kind of swaying in the wind and there's just like dozens of corpses hanging from the branches oh, it's really creepy oh, yeah just got an idea for a monster like a tree that comes to life and it has just nooses hanging all over it and it tries to capture the adventurers by their throats yeah man oh, that's, that's cool. good yeah i i play maybe mainly fifth edition D right now but uh uh in pathfinder they had a concept called the haunt I don't know if yeah. That. Yes, I am, and, and I really like that. It was, it was, uh, it was based kind of like a trap, in a way, in that it had uh, uh, something. If something specific happened, it would trigger an event, and there were certain ways you could stop it. Um, like, for example, in the in the example they give in uh, what was that book, uh, uh, Game Mastery Guide. Mm-hmm. Um, they had they had a thing called bleeding walls, and so uh, uh, basically it would be triggered by pro- proximity. So as soon as you're within, a, you know, as soon as you enter a room or within a certain range of it, 
and when it's triggered, kind of thick rivulets of blood begin to kind of pouring down the walls, and you hear shrieking of a woman's scream, that sort of thing. Um, and uh, mechanically, that you know, it creates kind of a uh, you know a fear effect. Um, and but and to destroy it, you know, you would have to. Um, there's there's a you know like a corpse sort of trapped in the wall that you that, that you could extract to, you know, and give it a proper burial to remove this this effect. And I thought that was kind of a neat way of of um, of kind of creating that, you know, kind of mechanically, but it also gives good ideas for creating a you know a larger haunted area. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where it's not just a single entity that with a stat block that the adventurers can fight. Right, right. It's more yeah, of it's like more a, an the, effect. the effects of that sort of negative energy sort of being present there. I feel like there's some movies about that where like the entire like Hill House, the haunting mm-hmm. of Hill House. Yeah, uh, that's the, that entire house is a, a a monster. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and and I, I like the idea of that. Thinking of the the haunted place as a character and creating mm-hmm. it as such. And, and, you know, uh, Pathfinder did a, did a mecha- had a mechanical sort of setup for it, but you don't have to, you know, you can just have a series of notes that, um, that sort of describe it and, and what happens at certain times and what its motivations are and, uh, mm-hmm. what affects it, what doesn't affect it, that sort of thing. Yeah. I really like a, that. A, to kind of create a, this, this, this entity, you know, which which is kind of what a haunt is. You know, a haunted place. Mm-hmm. It 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 is an entity. It's a place people think of as a thing. You know. Yeah. Um, well, and I, I like the idea too of like a you know like a like a fish like grows to fill the space that it's in. Like a ghost mm-hmm. comes to affect whatever thing it's haunting. You know, whether it be a, yeah. a house or some other location. You know, the location would take on some of that ghost sort of. Um, mm-hmm quirks and mentalities and things like that and uh it would love almost become like a layer for the ghost so to speak well the important thing with ghosts and, and and haunts is that again they're they're created by trauma and right. usually uh uh you know uh, they're trying to fulfill something they're trying to complete a task they're trying to exact revenge they're trying to they're trying to do something they have a purpose um Mm-hmm. You know, either they they have unfinished business, or you know whatever it happens to be. But there's always they a, keep there's always kind out. of a, yeah, there's always kind of a goal to it, and and so there is um, there there sh- I think I think there should be some sort of way to exercise it, but it shouldn't always be the same. You know, you don't want just a uh, you know I come in with a bliss spell, gone. Yeah. you know, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know that, that's kind of why I like the idea of of the the pathfinders with the haunt, which is to destroy it, it has it has very specific, you know, guidelines for a specific haunt. So you know, maybe you have to confront the spirit and let it know it's let it know that it's dead, remind it that it's dead. Uh, maybe it's giving this body a proper burial. Maybe it's uh, uncovering the person who killed them. That sort of thing. So there could, they, you know, whatever it happens to be, there should be a, um, there should be some sort of. What's what I'm looking for? Formula for, yeah. for you know, ending the haunt, so to speak. Almost like, almost like a puzzle. Like yeah. something, they, yeah, something yeah. they have to figure out. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I like the idea think of it as a puzzle. Yeah. Give the, there was an episode of Doctor Who where uh, there was a haunting and it was a ghost 
Um, but but it, it actually wasn't a ghost. It was someone who was tra- a time traveler that mm-hmm. was trapped in the same place and couldn't get out. And so the in order they had to go back in time and you know do this whole thing. But like I li- I always like that sort of thing where yeah. oh my god this is absolutely a ghost. And then you, I mean it's kind of like a Scooby doing it, but at the same time you know it's not oh, I'm a bad rich guy who's just trying to make money. You know instead it's like <laughs> legitimately you're going to be helping the ghost. Yeah. Because I love that final climactic pot- plot line where you're. Uh, where you are on the same side as this creature, as this this entity. Yeah, yeah. that yeah. was that was something I wanted to bring up. Actually, was the idea of like benevolent ghosts, like ghosts that are not mm-hmm. uh, violent or aggressive or malicious in any way. And I, I've used that quite sure. a bit as a way for like it's really kind of handy for if you let's say you're running a dungeon and the players mm-hmm. inter, like come upon a ghost of an adventurer that died there like 30 years ago, and the the adventurers can be like, hey, you know, like what. Give us the scoop on this dungeon. What's the deal? You know, and it's a good way to give exposition. It's a good way to have uh, a show don't tell kind of thing going, where they're actually mm-hmm. able to interact with a with a character uh, of some kind rather than just experience things on their own. But I I, I think it's a, a good tool. Yeah, and watch horror <clears throat> movies too. Watch haunting movies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, a friend of mine, uh, Scott Thomas, he he writes uh, ghost stories and. Uh, he's he's been published, but he writes um, very sort of traditional New England ghost stories. If you're familiar with any of those, kind of like uh, what well, you think of like the Legend of Sleepy Hollow, right? Um, you know that sort of thing. Uh, so they're 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 not horror, but ghost stories, and, and there's a definite there's a definite difference between them. Um, I'm trying to think of how to describe it, but horror tends to be more um, more visceral and disgusting. Mm-hmm. Or you know, or or threatening directly, whereas hauntings and ghosts tend to be more, I don't know, creepy or yeah, mm-hmm. more they rely more on sort of atmosphere to deliver yeah. the the, the creepiness. That's the a good at- word, yeah, because yeah, it's like it's all sounds and um, you know, sort of a cre- just a creepy atmosphere rather than oh, and it, it rips your friend in half. It's like yeah, you know, ghosts don't really do that sort of thing necessarily. You know, they're more. Yeah. They, yeah, they it'd be, it'd be kind of like the wa- space. Yeah, it'd be kind of like walking into a room, and you don't see anything gross, but you suddenly see this little girl kind of in the corner looking at you, and smiling, and she goes to hand you something, and it just disappears. You know that yeah. sort of thing. It's 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 creepy. It's disturbing, but it's not gross or yeah. threatening and I, particularly. I, and I find that more. I mean, that's more effective for me. Like as a mm-hmm. as a player. Yeah. In a game, like from a player standpoint, like that sort of thing creeps me out more than, you know, if you walk in the room and it's like, and there's guts everywhere and there's a body just splayed on on the table, just ripped open. And it's like, oh, gross. <laughs> that's that's gross, you know, and you just kind of move on from there, you know. But mm-hmm. if you if you have something very kind of creepy like that, it's just I don't know. Maybe it's like what you were talking about, Alex, with the, the trauma involved in yeah. in creating a ghost that sort of gives there's, me there's that real emotion behind it. Yeah, it, it yes. just gives me that. It, you know, there's no other way way to describe it. It gives me the heebie-jeebies, man. It's so <laughs> quiet, but yet so loud. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's so quiet. Yes, exactly. Uh, I'm a big fan of video games, horror video games. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a uh, Silent Hill. Yeah. Which is coming out yeah. on uh, PlayStation 4. Just came out. Well, not just came out. I'm pretty sure it was almost a year ago now, but many months uh, with a trailer. But it was a playable trailer. 
Right. It's right, called right. it's called PT playable trailer, hmm. and you don't know it's Silent Hill till the end. Sorry, spoilers, but uh, <laughs> the it's been out for a while. But basically, you start in this hallway and you walk through this hallway in this house, and then you turn and then you walk through this other hallway, mm-hmm. and you open the door and like there's stuff going on in this hallway. There's a radio playing. There are pictures on the walls. There's a bathroom door in the hallway. You can go in the bathroom. But if you walk through the hallway, then you leave the hallway, you open the door, close it behind you, and you find yourself in the same hallway. Yeah. And every time you move through it, things change and things start jumping out at you and Mm -hmm. scaring you. There's no combat in this game. There's no fighting, but it is absolutely the scariest thing I've ever played. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because it's all ambient. It's all the atmosphere. It's all how you... If you're if we're talking tabletop, it's all what you create at your table yeah. and what you say to the players to get their imaginations running wild. You know what the creepiest mm-hmm. part about that trailer was, Barker? A billion things. What well, was it? The, the part where it's <laughs> the baby, it's building and building and building and building and building, and you and you feel like it's just gonna it's gonna hit at any time, and something horrible is gonna happen. Like the walls are bleeding, and you hear whispers from every corner. And if you look at the pictures, like the pictures are all shattered, and the people have like no eyes anymore, and the radio is yep. just playing complete gibberish. And then you you open the door, and the hallway's back to normal. And you're yes. like, yeah. oh god, what's now? What's going to happen? Because I thought something <laughs> yeah. was going to happen, and then nothing did. That's the worst yeah. part of that trailer, man. <laughs> you're absolutely right. When everything looks good, and you're like, yeah. nope, yeah, nope. nope, it's not. I know for a fact it's not good. <laughs> it took me six times to finish that because I had to leave and just talk to Heather for like 20 minutes. Like, just oh, hold, I need to watch some me. like Daily Show or something. Yeah. And I asked her, I said, "Will you come in and sit with me?" And she's like, "Hell no! Are you kidding me? No." That's like the. Uh, did you guys? I don't know, Barker. Did you ever play the Fatal Frame games? Oh, I was about to bring Dude, that I, up. My yes. dad and I could not play those games by ourselves. We always had to be like, "All right, Fatal Frame tonight. We did take turns oh, playing God. Fatal Frame." See, don't leave me opening, with Fatal Frame alone. The, the opening scene of Fatal Frame is perfect because I rented it. This is back with Hollywood Video renting video, oh, yeah. rented games and stuff. Yep, yep, yep. And I rented it and I was playing it. And in the very beginning, you start walking down this hallway. And if you haven't played Fatal Frame, with the left joystick, you're moving your character who walks at a slow pace. Mm-hmm. And with the right joystick, you aim your flashlight. Oh, neat. So it, it's just, and it's, you know, very pin spot flashlight. And you're walking down this hall, and at the very end of it, there's like a T, right? It's a cross hallway. And you just see someone walking past to past your hallway, just looking at you. And then they disappear down the hallway. And at that moment, I paused it, and I called my friend, and I said, you get over here right now, because I spent $8 to rent this game, and I'm not going to use it if I'm alone. <laughs> I, 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 yeah, Fatal Frame's hilarious because the yeah. combat is so dumb, but the game itself is terrifying. Yeah, and and that's a great that's a great kind of effect too. Just showing uh, uh, your players just little tiny bits at a time. Mm-hmm. You know, if you can if you if you can verbally sort of describe that sort of spotlight effect, where where their lights only you know only hit certain things, and then beyond it is just darkness, and in the darkness. You know, they hear things, they hear scuttling, they hear giggling, they hear whispering, whatever it happens to be. And and kind of building up sort of that tension as they're waiting for something to happen, like uh, like kind of like Matt was saying, where um, you have this kind of build up and you're, you're just, you're waiting for that, something to jump out at you. And it, and, and it doesn't for a while. And then something mm-hmm. almost does, but then doesn't, you know, so you, you kind of, you play with the... Uh, you play kind of play with the players as far as that goes. 
Yeah, I, I, I'm a big fan of playing with the players and not their characters. Because that's, when you're playing in a horror game, yeah. the best way to really drive it home is to make your players feel these things, not yeah. their characters. Yeah, that, that's, my, that's my only sort of, um, uh, the thing I have against the idea of using like a, a fear effect. For the you know mechanically yeah. speaking, because like uh, your character is now experiencing fear, uh, <laughs> you know. Okay, uh, role play that. Well, yeah, uh, all <laughs> be right. afraid. Yeah, <clears throat> and and obviously, if you know your players, it's even better because if you know that your players are kind of squeamish about certain things, you can kind of work that into it. Right, and uh, yeah. you know, someone someone has a is is doesn't like clowns. Excellent, <laughs> I can yes, work with yes. that. <laughs> you know, someone doesn't like. Uh, you know, uh, I worked with a guy who just had this really creepy thing about twins. He, he freaked out during The Shining when those two twins at the end of the card are like, come play with us, Danny, forever and ever and ever. <laughs> and, and yeah. So, uh, yeah, I kind of teased him about that sometimes. But, um, yeah, so, you know, if you can find out what you're, what kind of what kind of creeps out your players, you know, that can help too because you can kind of work – work that into it if you can if you can creep out the player then you know you're going to get a better you know a better game their character will act creeped out if the player is creeped out yeah exactly and that's that is that's kind of i actually enjoy that i like reaching past that fourth wall kind of Mm -hmm. and actually affecting the player and not just the character and it's it's really really tricky to do it is. You know? It really is. Um, it, with an in-person game, it can be a little bit easier. Like mm-hmm. I, I like because of my situation, I play mainly online right now. Yeah. But when I used to play in person, you know, you could actually dim the lights. You could actually light candles during the game. Mm-hmm. You could Turn create on your smoke that. Phys- you create that physical atmosphere, <laughs> and. Uh, Sorry, what was that? Say that one more time. I said you could turn on your smoke machine. <laughs> That's. That's something you've done, isn't it, Matt? Yes, it is. <laughs> I ran a uh, I ran a Halloween game last year, and we played in my living room, and so we were all sitting around. And unbeknownst to the players, I had put my smoke machine that uh, that I own <laughs> under the couch, and I filled it up with the liquid smoke. And I as, and as I, one does, and I and I uh, strung the cord for the remote. <laughs> under the couch to where I was sitting. So I had access to the remote to turn it on. And so I, I you know, I dimmed the lights and I lit some candles and we got a fire mm. going in the hearth and I'm sitting there and I start describing the fog that, you know, the players are walking through and I hit this button <laughs> on the fog machine. And I, that was one of the most satisfying moments ever yeah, as awesome. a game master, because when that smoke when when it when it started hissing out from under the couch, rolling out from under the couch and rolling over the players' feet, they all just flipped. It was it was so satisfying. It's so satisfying. Awesome. Yeah. They, they didn't even see it coming when he hit the disco ball yeah. and put on the, the music. Dance body. Then the Halloween session really got started. Because I started dancing, it was terrifying. (laughs) Most satisfying moment. (laughs) Uh, Let's take a question from the listeners. Sure. All right. Um, First off, this is not the question, but I think it's worth. (laughs) I'm just looking at the questions now, and the, the one on top is from Richard H. And it said, "Here's his question: Is 
what's that thing behind you, Barker? <laughs> and uh, I definitely looked. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> I mean, would you not? I mean, God, that's creepy. Uh, this is a, a landslide. Landslide uh, likes. Obviously, we're on uh, the Roll Up and Die Facebook page where we will uh, post what we're going to be talking about on Mondays or Tuesdays mm-hmm. usually, and you can ask your questions there, and the one with the most likes gets answered. And this one is from Anders T. A good horror game needs an antagonist that sends shivers down my <coughs> players' spines, right? What are good, scary antagonists? How do I make a horrifying and scary antagonist? What This is cheating. He has so many questions. What does an antagonist need to feel scary? Do I make it a man with dark hair that lives out in the woods and collects skulls that he keeps on a shelf in a <laughs> candlelit room? Is he, is he just asking us if that's a good idea? I, I, I feel like the last one he's obviously describing Alex. I know. Yeah. Because he collects skulls. I feel, okay, I feel cool. singled out here. And I think <laughs> his, his main... Very directed. <laughs> I know. I think his main question is, what are good scary antagonists, and how do I make a horrifying and scary antagonist? Hmm. Uh, I would. I mean, if we're talking about hauntings, yeah, yeah. Okay. I would. If you're trying to make it horrifying, I, I. Okay. So if it, it, my my mind jumped to one shot game, in a one shot game, mm-hmm. you can kill your characters just yeah without a die roll. Play Dread. That, oh, that's how, that's what you yeah, do. Dread. You play Dread, <laughs> the the RPG yeah. system using a Jenga tower. It you could make a, a a a a pixie with purple wings and a magic wand terrifying <laughs> when you have a Jenga tower in the middle of the table. Yeah, true but, enough. Yeah. Well, what would you guys say? Uh, the thing that the thing that's scary about hauntings is that the if if you have a focused. Uh, villain, for lack of a better word, a focused entity that is that is doing these things, you know, kind of like a Freddy Krueger or something like that. Mm-hmm. They 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 are usually, uh, uh, you know, very very focused. Yes. And 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 they they won't turn away from that. Um, oh, what was that movie I saw recently? Um, Woman in White. Is that what it is? Oh, the w- woman. Uh, the woman in black. The woman in black. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. I think that's it. Yeah, yeah, with uh, um, with Daniel Radcliffe. Daniel Radcliffe did. Yeah, I, I mean, I saw the play too, uh, quite a few years ago. But yeah, the the story is 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 great. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, she is the 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 this antagonist is essentially very is is focused on a single on a singular purpose, mm-hmm. and 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 that 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 sort of dedication to it to to such a focused purpose can be very scary if used yeah. properly because and, nothing will turn them away from that no matter what and, you do yes and they can get you anywhere yeah there is no safe place that's what makes uh, the uh, the paranormal activity movies mm-hmm. you know there's no safe place in the house yeah. you could be anywhere and you know the ghost will get you so really incorporate that all right guys let's uh let's set up camp you know, let's set up camp in these woods and we'll, you know, we'll, we'll keep watch. Yeah. You think that's going to save you? Hell no. This ghost is visiting you in your dreams. He's making you attack your, your friends. Like there is no safe place. That's right. Place. That was one of the brilliant things about the, the original Nightmare on Elm Street is that um, for a, a supernatural villain, uh, you know, he, he was he was from your dreams. So it kind of made sense that he was all powerful, that he could do these insane things because it was a dream not something in reality and mm-hmm. so you could 
it, you know, how do you defend yourself against that? And then is that uh, the Freddy Krueger one? Yeah, yeah. And then, and then one of my uh, one of the better sequels to that was called The Dream Warriors, where there was a group of of kids who had been tormented by this Freddy Krueger, and they had learned to defend themselves by you know kind of uh, you know lucid dreaming, where they could make changes within their dreams and they created these personas for themselves so they could defend themselves kind of that know, was in, cool. in a way. Yeah. Yeah, cool. yeah. So it was a neat it was it was a really neat idea. But yeah, if you make a uh, I think I think the key to a, a haunting you know a, a haunted villain or a villain of a haunting is that they are that they are razor focused on a certain thing. That mm-hmm. that they have a particular goal. Whether it's I'm going to kill, you know, you know the the children of every you know founding father of this community. I'm going to, you know, anyone with, you know, anyone who with with black hair, you know, whatever it happens to be, whatever trauma created them is what they're going to focus on, you know, destroying. Right. Awesome. Yeah. I, yeah, I like that. I've I've <laughs> I need to sit down and watch all those famous scary movies, like the horror movies, like Nightmare on Elm Street. But I've never seen that, and. Someday, it, it's it's pretty brilliant. I mean, it, it and it and it had the 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 benefit of being an, a brand new idea. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, so that was and, cool. And you know, and that's one of the reasons you know a lot of these '80s movies, early '90s movies, I haven't seen, is because a lot of them don't age very well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I I saw Event Horizon late, and it was. It was good, mm. but it wasn't as scary as people were telling me it, it was going to be scary, uh, you know, because I was, it was overhyped and simultaneously, you know, I, did, I didn't feel like it, it aged very well, maybe. I don't know. But mm-hmm. uh, there are a lot of movies like that. So I don't know. Does Nightmare on Elm Street age well? I mean, I think so. Yeah, I think so too. And I think a lot of the practical effects actually still look pretty damn good. Um, yeah, cool. But I mean, you know, any movie is going to be sort of dated by its time. And so it does feel like a, a movie from the 1980s, but I don't think that lessens its effect. I think it's still a pretty, yeah. a pretty scary kind of creepy. Yeah. Evocative and I would movie. definitely stick to the original. I mean, uh, yeah, yeah. the, some of the later ones were hit or miss. Like I said, I, I kind of like dream warriors, mm-hmm. uh, but some of the others were eh, so, so, yeah. So I, yeah, it's, it's, but definitely, I would definitely see the original. I didn't like I the remake. No, I didn't. I didn't actually see the remake. Yeah, it wasn't. Very um, good. But I did. Uh, and another good example is Halloween. Yeah. Oh with, yeah. With, with Mike, okay. With, yeah. with Mike Myers. Um, not not strictly speaking a haunting, but at the same time you had this uh, this villain with a with a very fixed um, singular purpose. You know, mm-hmm. and 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 again, that that kind of thing is can be very terrifying. Someone who can't be reasoned with, someone who can't be uh, tricked, negotiated with, or you know, in any way, you know, or scared. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just he's a machine more than anything else. Yeah, I I enjoyed the Rob Zombie versions too. Mm. Did did you did you guys yeah, ever Rob, see Rob the uh, the house? It's just called oh, yeah. the house. Uh, yeah. Where the 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 guy um, is being yeah, haunted like by his his comrade from from Vietnam that died. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, that's it, a good it, movie. It, 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 it was it was a little campy, but it was but it was it really was well done. it was like just the right amount of campy. Yeah. Um, actually, House Two was actually pretty good too. These see, these guys. I never saw House Two. <laughs> oh, I forget I forget the, the the guy's name, but he he played Cliff Clavin in on uh, 
um, uh, from uh, Cheers. Oh yes, <laughs> yep. And he, he 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 played an electrician. So they, they they these guys inherit this house. So he they call in this electrician to sort of do some work, and 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 they're starting to experience some really weird things. So they're trying to like not let the electrician know something weird is going on. So it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, go work in the other room. It's like, yeah, okay, no problem. So he goes <laughs> off in the other room. And, and and they're talking about all these creepy things that are going on. He, come, he comes back and he's like, uh, uh, I think you ought to come see this. Well, we're kind of busy. I really think you ought to come see this. And, and he, he, he broke open this huge hole in the wall. And you, you see it's like this gateway to this, like, Mayan, you know, or Aztec <laughs> temple. And he's like... Uh, Looks like you get some kind of alternate universe in here. <laughs> he, he opens his case and pulls out a sword. And he's like, yeah, I've seen this kind of thing before. <laughs> it was the awesome. day at the office. Oh, man, that's awesome. But the, so, the thing about the house, though, is that it, it is, it's a personal thing. Like, it's like the yeah. ghost is, it's somebody that this guy knew. And mm-hmm. the ghost was coming specifically after him. And I think that yeah. is terrifying. Yeah, absolutely. Now, now, is this the the 1986 movie or the 2011? Uh, the 1986 movie. Yeah. Is that the one where the tagline is "Ding dong, you're dead"? Yes. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, and it does. Right. A, it, I mean, this is a little bit of a spoiler, but I mean, the movie's 20 years old. Okay. The the uh, jeez, tw- tw- yeah, 20, 30 years old. Yeah. Oh Jesus. my God, I'm old. Okay. Yeah, anyway, old. Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting there, man. Um, I, yeah, I keep uh, thinking uh, it's uh, 2006. Yeah, William Cat was the main yes, hero. Yes. Um, and uh, I forget the name of the the, the 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 villain there. Yeah. George Went? No, George Went was no. the No, that's the electrician guy. No, no, no. No? That, no. Oh no, no, Richard no. That's Mull, no, that's not him. Yeah. Michael Enson. Yeah. Anyway, the oh, the, okay. the thing about the house that's cool is that you think it's the house that's haunted. Like this guy buys a new house and moves in and starts experiencing all this crazy stuff and so you think it's the house, but it's like no, it's like it's this guy. Like the Yeah, it's you that's haunted. Yeah, it's you that's haunted, dude. So yeah, that's uh, kind of awesome. Yeah. yeah, and like I, we talked about you know a, when it comes to a haunting, you think uh, you know a ghost or something uh, embodying a or going to a place, right? Yeah. A, a place is haunted, but you know other things can be haunted. An item, a yeah. person mm-hmm. can be haunted. You know, really, really have fun with that. Yeah, absolutely. I was actually going to bring that up because I, 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 the idea of an item being haunted, whether it's a sm- you know whether it's a mirror or a, you know an object of some kind, phylactery. Like, yeah, yeah, some something that has a, has a ghost or spirit attached to it that is haunting it. Yeah, awesome. Uh, do you guys want to make a haunting? I think that'd be awesome. Hell yes, I do. do it. All right, cool. (laughs) Hell yeah. (laughs) All right. Okay, so the first roll is actually going to be me. I'm going to say it's an abandoned insane asylum with a person with a shotgun (laughs) that punches your Chevy Aveo. Uh, No, I'm kidding, Alex. (laughs) That's actually you. It's not me. Oh, damn. Um, All right, so I'm going to say that this is, uh, let's go something different. Um, I'm going to say it's an orphanage. Um, oh, cool. And this this orphanage is still in operation, but um, they're they're having um, they're, they're, the 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 children are terrified of the things that come at night. They uh, uh, the orphanage has been in the city for uh, for for you know over a century, and um, only within the past. 10 years for some reason 
has this this haunting been taking place and children have been disappearing and oh, wow. no one no one knows uh, no one knows where they're going at first they thought that they were you know running away as you know it, it, you know a, 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 a an orphan's life is is not particularly nice so a lot of them were mm-hmm. just they assumed that they were just taking off and not returning but uh then things began to happen in such a way that they couldn't have just run off and so now now the uh the people who are running this orphanage are starting to to uh suspect that, that something else may be going on awesome i like that okay um that's me i'm going to i'm going to say that the the orphanage itself isn't haunted okay it was you know it it was built off of kind of out of charity uh there was this other you know maybe uh village this now ghost town that was kind of you know torn down and a lot of the lumber went to to build this orphanage uh to kind of give homes to these kids in this city um but specifically the this orphanage is built from the wood of this old mausoleum uh, at the old town. So it's actually the wood that's haunted um, with the souls of orphans. No, not let's now let's not go that far uh, with the souls of the people that were dead there. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, man. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> What's so funny? I just, I, nothing, nothing. nothing. Uh, so let's see here. I think uh, a cool thing would be, um, so the 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 player characters are investigating this this haunting and the, the disappearance of these kids, and something that kind of tips them off that there's something supernatural happening is they're kind of investigating this entire orphanage and they're looking for clues and maybe they even find some you know they find some footprints or they find some dried blood or they find you know something that indicates certain people but just throw in. Every once in a while, you know, you, you notice the wood in this room, there's some kind of strange knot patterns. And if you if you kind of back up and look at it, you see that the knots sort of form, it looks like a face. Like it looks like a, like a creepy kind of looking face. And just kind of subtly describe it, but then eventually have it be that the, the, the PCs are seeing faces in the wood staring out at them and they become increasingly more lifelike and detailed to the point where the wood almost looks, it almost looks three-dimensional. It looks like faces are coming out of the wood, like kind of pushing through the wood towards them. These kind of faces that are, that are frozen in these silent screams. And maybe if you wanted to really amp up the creepiness, it could be the faces of the, of the kids that have been uh, disappearing. Oh man, that's cool. Nice. Now, see, and, and you can also put in like uh, it, this mausoleum would have had religious symbols on the walls. You could put like these religious symbols everywhere of this one deity, but they don't practice that religion here in this city. So that you know that might be the first tip. Like, what is this? Why? Right. Well, why is this this way? Well, you know, this is where it came. The wood from. didn't come now, from here. Yeah, exactly. Now, question mm-hmm. for you guys: um, How do you let's let's set a goal for ourselves no combat in the session mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. no fighting the ghosts nothing right how do you appease the ghosts when their their home and in the afterlife had been torn down and moved hmm. well <sighs> you know what i would try to do if i was a player in this session huh. i'd huh. burn the orphanage down 
<laughs> That's you'd a bit burn, extreme. You'd you'd burn an orphanage down, huh, Matt? Yeah, I mean, no, just think about it, dude. Like, if you yeah. if you if you were a player and you had to decide, you know, I don't I don't see any way around this. We got to get everyone out here. We're gonna burn oh. this, burn it down. I, I I know I know it's off format, but I have I have this cool idea. Okay, so uh, remember I said that that it's 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 just suddenly started happening. So the wood has been used for a long time. Mm-hmm. Okay, but it's only recently that it's happened. Maybe that there's uh, one of the um, uh, maybe there was someone recently hired to the orphanage who is abusive to the children. You know, he's mean to them. He hits them. Oh. You know, he's, he's angry. And so the house is actually trying to protect the children. Oh, I like that. That that that, that the oh. that the mausoleum. Uh, uh, that the that the cemetery was was all the it was it was mainly a mausoleum of, of like old, like uh, women who had died in childbirth that sort of thing and so they're trying to protect all these children that might have been theirs oh. and so, the faces in the wall are, they're smiling because they're happy because they're not being beaten anymore they're yeah, taken care of that's right so yeah dude that's a really good idea Alex. That's and, cool. and so and so they have to they have to uncover the fact that this person is 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 being cruel to these children secretly. And they have to stop him in order to prevent this uh, this house from sort of, you know, taking re- you know, sort of, well, as it sees it, saving the children. Yeah, and, and at the very end, you can see that the characters might empathize a little yeah. bit, and you know, solve the problem by taking care of this guy, and then maybe the 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 children reappear, or they come out of the walls right. again, or yeah, yeah, or maybe maybe yeah, something like that. That would be or cool. maybe they don't want to. Maybe they they like being taken care of and they like having parents again. Mm-hmm. But either either, either way, they know that the orphanage is going to take care of them. Maybe they can, you know, maybe it, it, maybe they manage to strike a deal where, you know, they just, uh, you know, take take better care of who they hire. That sort of thing. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Or it's the or it's the it's the safest orphanage in town now yeah. because it's got a hell of a security system. Right. right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a really good idea. Yeah, that's I cool, really, man. I like it. Um, I'm, nice. You didn't, I didn't, yeah, we're, I didn't even think it was off format either way. Cool. We're getting better at this. <laughs> <laughs> so we we usually don't plug our own work uh, in this uh, in this podcast. It usually remains separate. But I know, Alex, you have a lot of cool, creepy, Halloween, uh, horror-esque things on Critical Hit Publishing, right? Which I, I know people can find that on DriveThruRPG. I do, yep. Um, uh, is it also CriticalHitPublishing.com? Yep, you can go to criticalpublishing.com and it'll take you right to drive through RPG right to the page. Awesome. And uh, Matt and I do we're absolute tabletop, we're half of absolute tabletop, and uh, <laughs> by the time this podcast is released on absolutetabletop.com, you will have a special uh, Halloween supplement that yes. uh, I think should be pay what you want when this is released it might be but head over there and check it out because uh, it's uh, I think it's going to be really cool. Yeah, I'm pretty excited about it. But pay Maybe something, it's, it's worth well. it. <laughs> thank, thank you, Alex. <laughs> but, yeah, thanks. Uh, but yeah, thank you very much for tuning in to Roll Up and Die, and I hope you all have a happy Halloween. Uh, my name is Barker. My name is Matt from A Fistful of Dice. And my name is Alex, a.k.a. Captain Gothnog. Godspeed. Blah! <laughs> This show has been produced by Roll Up and Die and is copyright 2015. It is owned by all three of the primary hosts. The games, movies, and other properties mentioned in this show are the property of their respective owners. Stealing is wrong. 
You can find all three of the hosts on YouTube and other websites. Matt is at youtube.com slash a fistful of dice. Captain Gothnog is at youtube.com slash Captain Gothnog. And Barker is at www.beabettergamemaster.com. Listeners are free to use this show in any way, shape, or form as long as credit is provided to the Roll Up and Die podcast. Look for other releases of this show at www.beabettergamemaster.com or at facebook.com slash rollupanddie. Have a fantastic day, and as always, happy gaming.